At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Betting across America, rolling along here on a Saturday afternoon here in Vegas. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you live at Circa. Mark Zinno with us as well. Mark, uh, we got baseball to look at real quick. They're in the ninth at City Field. By the way, of course, this show brought to you by BetMGM. The Mets looked like they were going to be able to get away without using Edwin Diaz, but not so fast as the Braves get two off of Yohan Lopez, who was the 27th man for the doubleheader today for the Mets. So it's 8-4. to four. Diaz is going to have to come in to get the final two outs uh, uh, against the Braves. So at least the Braves, in a, in, a, in a game it looks like they're going to lose, are going to force the Mets to use their top three relievers and at least Lugo and Adovino for an extended time in this game. Does that feel a little bit over-manager-y to you? I mean, it was an 8-2 game going into the It's now 8-4. I mean, let a guy, let him put another guy on, right? That a two on home makes it eight six. Uh, th- then is when you pull. I, I don't know. You, you do have sec. You do have second and third right now, so it is technically okay. a save situation. So now it's a save situation. Yeah, technically, the, the over the the over manage in this game, I would say, was I thought that Buck uh, Show Walter pulled David Peterson a little early, who was yeah. really rolling through the Braves five and a third. Three hits, three walks, five Ks, no er, no runs, period. Uh, second consecutive time against the Braves. Peterson actually pitched pretty well. Got a loss in Atlanta earlier uh, in the season last month. Uh, that was a game where Matt Olson hit a two-run homer to put the Braves ahead for good in that win in, their, in that three-game series earlier in uh, the season in Atlanta. But uh, it'll be Contreras up with two on and, and one out in an 8-4 game for the Braves. Uh, Contreras and Arcia. Well, the next two do against Diaz, who has really just uh, been otherworldly so far this year, especially since uh, since the middle of May. Uh, it, striking out a – is it good to strike out more than half of the batters that you face, Mark? Is that good for a pitcher? Seems good. I mean, I, I don't know everything, but that seems good. Yeah, it's been, a, uh, been, a, been quite the ride so far for Edwin Diaz. There is one baseball game – about to get underway, and it is the upstart Orioles, who are amazingly 55-51 and 51 now after their one nothing win last night against the Pirates. Austin mm. Voth and JT Brubaker, your pitching matchup, Baltimore. How about this? If I told you before the season in any game that Baltimore would be minus 160 
And at some books as high as minus 170, Mark, I think you would have looked at me like I had 14 heads. Well, that or they're playing the Pirates, which right. you know, <laughs> equally is bad. But Orioles are the best run-line team in baseball this year. Over 60%. I, all you had to do is bet the Orioles straight on the run line all year long, and you would have a ton of money in your pocket because uh, – they, uh, they they have cash for betters all season long. It's been pretty impressive to watch. And really, sportsbooks are in a tough spot with the Orioles because the public perception is that they're so bad, they can't ever make them anything but an underdog. Because if they make a team that, like, let's just say it's a middle-of-the-road team, a game against the Mariners or whatever, or, or even somebody like the White Sox, who was expected to win the, the AL Central, if you make the White Sox a dog, the entire public's going to jump all over them. So, you know, it, it's they have a really hard time figuring out the Orioles this year. They've just been in one of those teams that are on a run uh, from a betting standpoint that if you're on the train, great. If you're not, hop on uh, and, and ride it till it crashes because it's been it's been profitable. The Orioles are a game and a half out of the last wild card right now. And they traded away their best player. <laughs> and they traded away Mancini and their, and their best reliever in yeah. Lopez uh, at the deadline as well. But here they are. They are right in the thick of it to at least get into the postseason, which, again, would be multiple years ahead of schedule if Baltimore were to make the postseason here in 2022. They're still as high as, at some shops, 8-1 to one to make the postseason, despite only being a game and a half uh, out uh, behind the Mariners, who actually fell behind the Tampa Bay Rays uh, yesterday as uh, that race continues. Uh, very, very, very uh, uh, stuck together. In the American League wild card race, five, six, seven, eight, with Cleveland and Chicago only two and a half behind Seattle as of right now. Uh, the other games going on in baseball: Seattle is leading the Angels two to one, and uh, the Cubs about to knock off the Marlins. What a disappointment the Marlins have turned out to be: four nothing Cubs, one out in the top of the ninth at Wrigley. Cubs trying to take the first two of that series against Miami. Uh, looking at some division odds, let's let's go to the AL Central first here, Mark, because this is the tightest race. The the Twins, the Guardians, and the White Sox all within two games of each other. Minnesota with a two game lead over both the White Sox and the Guardians entering play today. And Mark, the White Sox have been the team that betters just can't seem to quit. Still, despite with all we've seen so far from them this year, they are plus one forty co favorites with Minnesota to win this division and Cleveland at plus 275. Is there anything here would you consider taking Minnesota at plus 140 right now? No, it's an awful bet from a value proposition. You got to remember coming into this year, uh, the White Sox were, I think, like minus 275 favorites to win this division. Mm -hmm. It wasn't going to be close. Um, and and on the flip side, you know, the Twins, uh, the Guardians, I think, were plus 1,100. Uh, and and the, the Twins were 14 to 1. Why would you bank a bet now when you've lost all that value? If you didn't have that ticket from in your back pocket from opening day, there's no reason to make the bet now. The only bet to make from a value proposition is the White Sox at plus money. And remember, and I've said this repeatedly, I've said it on Point Spread Saturday and Point Spread Sunday earlier in the, in the baseball season. Simply put, the White Sox don't have to win 95 games. They don't got to win 90 games. Heck, they don't even have to win 85 games. All they got to do is win one more game than a team in their division, and that ticket cashes. So it's not about how many games they win. They just got to win one more than either the Guardians or the Twins, and that ticket gets you home, gets you to the window. So uh, I don't see any other value proposition other than the White Sox in the Central. What What is the number that you think the team that wins this division gets to? I would think 89. I'd set it like 88 and a half right now. I think 89 or 90 wins is probably what wins the Central. I think I'd go under still. I think yeah. I'd go under. I think 80, 86 and 76 feels about right for what these teams have been this year. And and look, the winner, the, the one thing with this playoff format, which again is uh, a little bit more wonky than we would have expected here. You win this division at 86 and 76. And the sixth seed has 90 wins, which is probably what's going to happen in the American League. Doesn't matter. You got all three three of those games. If you're the White Sox, you could stumble your way to a division title and have three games at home to advance to a division series. Yep. So uh, it is. It is. It is really amazing. I, I know they've had so many injuries, and I know Larusa. The game passed him by 15 years ago, and now it's really passed uh, him by at this rate. But with all that talent, it really just is amazing that the White Sox have 
two games over 500, 106 games in. What what a massive disappointment all year long, Mark. Yeah, and I, I kept thinking that they were going to have a snap out of its streak like the Braves did, uh, who were you know performing similarly through June the way the White Sox were. And I thought after the All-Star break, they might have figured it out and turned it on or made some additions, and it, it just hasn't happened. So this is kind of are what they are right now. And, and you could point to the manager. I don't know if we want to get into that conversation. But that said, this is still a really talented team. Uh, and uh, although they haven't pitched like it and they haven't played like it for a better part of this year, um, you know, man for man, 26 guys against up another 26 guys. This is still a very talented team. So it, it's hard for, for betters to quit them because you're really going to have to go up against somebody who is markedly better than they are from a talent perspective. Looking at the other central, Mark, the Brewers minus 130 at Bet MGM, the Cardinals at even money. Right now, it is dead even, tied up 58 and 48 for both of these teams. And right now, both of these teams are also technically in a tie for the sixth seed as well in the National League with the Philadelphia Phillies. So there are multiple paths for these teams to make the postseason. I, I, I'm a little aggravated with myself that I just did not did not have the fortitude to take the Cardinals earlier in the year when there were some really good prices and there were cracks in the armor for Milwaukee. Their lineup is not is not good. They just don't have no. a good offense. And now a weird trade deadline where they trade Josh Hader. I know Devin Williams is a stud, but still to trade your top-of-the-line closer, very weird deadline for Milwaukee and for the Cardinals. Even though they didn't have the, the greatest deadline, they got a few starters to help out a rotation that really needed help, even at even money, even though I missed the best of the number. I still think it's totally all right to go fire at the Cardinals if you're getting a plus sign in front of their their number. Yeah, the hater thing is a little bit perplexing. I mean, he has struggled a little bit, mm -hmm. comparatively speaking, to what he did in previous years. And I guess there's something to be said for uh, because closers can fall off a, a cliff quickly. Get rid of him while he still has perceived value and some value especially with him approaching free agency the season after next, um, then watch him fall off altogether and get nothing for him, right? Because once if, once the wheels fall off a wagon on a closer, you trade him for a, a bag of balls and an extra groundskeeper. That's it. That's all you get for the guy. So maybe there was some prudence in that move, but I agree with you. Look, last year, Milwaukee didn't have a lineup. That's why they would they lose a game. Their playoffs here is I think they lost 3-0, 3-1, uh, in the best in one other game, I think it was like five two where they were the uh, three games they lost to the Braves in that division series last year. So scoring runs still the problem, not the case for St. Louis. They could score runs. They needed pitching. They got it. I'd probably back the Cardinals in this spot. Last year in the postseason, Mark, the four games were a two one win, a three nothing yeah. loss, a three nothing loss, and then the offensive bonanza of five four. So yeah. I, I mean, it just was one. It was just. It, they had no offense. They scored five runs in four. In, in, excuse me, six runs in four games. Four games, you yeah. You, you weren't going to do anything uh, doing that, even with even with the great front line pitching that Milwaukee has. And look, St. Louis, as of this moment, even though I'm not certain he holds on to it at this moment, Paul Goldschmidt is the MVP of the National League. So hey, the Cardinals and, and Nolan Arenado might be a top five finisher. I'll, I'll take St. Louis. I'll take that franchise that always seemingly finds a way even with flaws on the team uh, throughout their history. We're going to talk more baseball next. we got a whole slate of games to go through with our guy Derek Carty. He joins us next on Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app. That's BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted out specials, and plenty more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever sports, whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM and their state-of-the-art technology, fan-friendly specials every day of the week. So visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. You must be 21 or older and physically located in the state of Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. It is Betting Across America here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Barros, Mark Zinno alongside. And now with us, a contributor to us here at VSIN and an MLB handicapper himself, it is Derek Carty with us right now. Derek, thanks for being with us today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Derek, uh, before we get into tonight's slate, just uh, the, the week that was, of course, the trade deadline earlier in the week, what were the moves that moved the needle to you the most from a betting perspective? <laughs> I mean, Juan Soto getting traded was obviously kind of the the highlight of the week. You know, a player of his caliber, of his age, literally never becomes available. Uh, I wonder if the markets have almost overcorrected for that to a certain extent, like especially on a on a day-by-day level. Some of the Padres' money lines this week have been – have been overblown. You know, the value was on the Rockies uh, a couple nights ago by a lot. So uh, that that's kind of the, the thing that I'm looking for is uh, on a daily level, are, are some of these moves going to have the public overreacting and making it sharper to kind of take the other side of it? When you look at uh, the rest of the Major League Baseball landscape post-deadline, was there anything else that stood out to you that was worthy from a betting standpoint as a team that got a definitive edge? Yeah, I mean, a few teams picked up little edges here and there, but honestly, I don't think anything is like crazy in terms of moving the needle, uh, the needle, you know, maybe the Cardinals, you know, a little bit, but really it's, uh, it's small edges. It's just teams trying to get a little bit better. Derek, uh, let's, let's get into tonight's, uh, tonight's action. Let's start <laughs> looking, looking through your plays. Let's start with this one that may uh, catch a few people off guard here. <laughs> uh, the, Shane McClanahan goes tonight for for the Tampa Bay Rays. He goes against Garrett Hill. Uh, that is the Rays and the Tigers. Uh, but this is one of those where we're, we're not betting we're not betting teams. We're betting numbers here. Yeah, that that's exactly it. You know, I think the value is very clearly on the Tigers tonight, and I think it's pretty big value. You know, I said just a couple of seconds ago. You know, like I, I bet the the Rockies against the Padres a couple nights ago when they were like plus three hundred because. When you have lines that are this big, a lot of times it's just 
public overreaction. And that's, I think, kind of what we're seeing here. Like, obviously, everyone knows Shane McClanahan's a really good pitcher and the Rays are a favorite here and they should win this game. But it's baseball and the favorite does not always win. There is a certain percentage of the time that the underdog is going to win. And the money line here implies that the Tigers are only going to win this game 30 percent of the time. But my projection system says that should be you know, a good seven or eight percent higher, which means there's a good amount of value on the Tigers here. McClanahan's great, but he's a lefty. He's going to be facing seven right-handers. And as good as he is, he is actually performing over his head to this point, which the public is going to be reacting to. His ERA right now is like 2.07 or something like that. Like nobody's that good. He's probably more of like a 3-2-5 kind of pitcher. So the value's on the Tigers. It's gross. It's ugly, but that's why it's a good play. (laughs) Speaking of another team that's ugly, Texas Rangers, you like them as well tonight on the money line. They start Dane Dunning. Uh, his numbers overall haven't been good, but he's had great home versus road splits this year. Uh, but you like Texas straight up on the money line. Yeah, I do. This is uh, this is another situation where Texas is kind of the grosser of the two teams. You know, they're projected here by the money line, at least, um, you know, as a slight underdog coin flip, maybe depending on what, what line you're getting, but I haven't projected as a 55% favorite. So there's a little bit of value here. Dane Dunning is a, is a solid pitcher and the Rangers offense is not terrible. They've actually been one of the more profitable teams this year against the spread. And in a spot like this, they're facing Michael Kopech. He's a young guy. He's exciting. People really think he's better than he actually is, but Kopech is really not anything great. He struggles with walks. He struggles with home runs. He hasn't even been striking guys out this year. And and the White Sox offense is dealing with some injuries. So I think the value is on Texas here. Derek Carty with us right now here on betting across America. Uh, And then one more, one more nice dog here. This is uh, the Astros and and, and the guardians here, Garcia and Quantrill, the pitching matchup there. Guardians uh, have seemingly not looked to be in the same class as Houston, but uh, again, uh, look at looking at a, at a dog here at home. Yeah, I mean they're they're not in the same class as Houston. Let's get that straight mm-hmm. right, right away. <laughs> Houston's the better team. Houston has uh, the better chance of winning the game tonight, but not by as much as the odds indicate. You know, the the implied win percentage for Cleveland here is about forty percent. And it should be more like 45%. And so that means there's value on betting it. You're going to lose these bets more often than you win it. But given the payouts that you get, when you hit, you wind up coming out ahead over the long run when you bet these types of plays in volume. You know, it's gross to bet the bad teams. It's gross to bet the underdogs. But that's really the sharp move a lot of times. One of the other totals that you're on is the Washington-Philadelphia total here now. I've always been skittish on Washington totals because their pitching staff is terrible and the other teams can score a lot of runs. And that's something that the Phillies <laughs> are good at hitting the ball out of the ballpark here. So why are you going a little bit of a contrarian play here? Yeah, uh, I think the under here looks pretty solid, especially if you can get it at close to even money. Um, part of it is that Patrick Corbin has been terrible this year. Um, Ranger Suarez has struggled at times this year. Suarez is a legitimately good pitcher uh, and he's just, you know, the, the numbers don't quite indicate that for him. I'm not going to try to sell you on Corbin being a good pitcher because he's not, but he's not as bad as he's been. He has a, a an ERA close to seven right now. Like nobody is that bad. No major league pitcher is that bad. He's more of like a four, five, maybe a five ERA pitcher, which is not good. Um, but again, it's all a matter of uh, reality versus perception. And the perception right now is that Corbin is awful, like ungodly awful. And he's not that bad. Um, so I think the under here is, uh, you know, is probably the smart move, especially because, you know, the Phillies offense certainly is good and has some pop, but this Washington offense right now is not good. <laughs> Derek, uh, the other total you like uh, tonight, uh, of course, the, the premier matchup on the board, the Dodgers and the Padres, but you're expecting the offenses to, ro- to rule the night. Yeah, yeah, I am. I mean, obviously, we talked about it. The Padres did make a lot of moves at the deadline. They got Juan Soto. They got Josh Bell. The Dodgers are the Dodgers, and they're incredible. Uh, It's hot there tonight. It's almost 90 degrees. There's a little bit of wind blowing out. My projection system has this game um, almost two full full runs above uh, the Vegas line here. So if I was going to be betting this one, it would definitely be the over. 
When you look at the game tonight between the Mets and the Braves, you get the battle of the Maxes, Freed, and Scherzer. Uh, it seems obvious that you, well, I shouldn't say it seems obvious, but a lot of people would pick the under just because of the high-level um, quality of the starters in this game. But uh, just in a quick handicap, how do you see this one playing out tonight between Max Freed and Max Scherzer? Yeah, so it's the second game of a doubleheader, so we want to see what the lineups look like first. It's very possible that we get some of the, you know, some of the regulars, you know, resting the second game. We get kind of more watered-down lineups. Obviously, we have two very good pitchers going, so it's tough to to make a bet on a game like this without knowing who's actually playing yet. But I would say that it's more or less handicapped fairly as of right now. Um, I don't think I have a strong lean one side or the other. He's Derek Carty. You can get him on the tweets at his name, at Derek Carty. You can find his work here. Uh, he contributes to us here at VSIN and also across uh, other uh, uh, other mediums, including Rotor, Roto Grinders as well for Derek. Derek, pleasure as always. Thanks for hopping on with us. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, Derek Carty, everyone. Uh, Mark, uh, uh, final in New York, uh, as that happened while we were uh, chatting earlier, the Mets beat the Braves in Game One, eight to five, uh, and as as you just mentioned, to Derek, uh, the battle of the Maxes coming your coming our way about ninety minutes from now. Uh, that I, that should be a lot of fun. Sure, I, I have two kind of ways that I would play this. One, uh, I'm a big no run first inning guy. Um, as far as it's one of my favorite plays this year. Uh, it, it's systemic. There's percentages that align with it. You could sort of ride the numbers more often than not. And based off the starting pitchers, if you if you stick to a price limit, uh, you should do okay. This one tonight is priced insane. It's minus 60 given the starters that are out there. I still think it's going to hit. I just don't endorse paying one is minus 160 on a wildly variable prop like no run first inning. But look at the first, look at the under in the first five with Scherzer and Freed. Uh, especially if you get these shorter lineups. Um, again, starters may may try to go longer in this game, but the first five under between Freed and Scherzer, if you're getting adjusted lineups without a lot of starters, might be the easiest way to play that. You know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see because normal circumstance, let's say this was the Braves and the Pirates. Yeah, I would say the Braves probably would sit some guys maybe. Because of what this series means, I think we're going to see pretty darn close to regular lineups for both of these teams, even though it is the second game of the day. We're going back to college football. Games of the year to look at. Coming up next, betting across America. This is betting across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. The college football betting guide is live, so start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including trends and power ratings, along with over under recommendations. Plus, our best season win total bets, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become an all-access subscriber of VEASAN. So sign up early, and for a discount at $175, you receive the College and Pro Football Betting Guides, along with full VEASAN all-access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month to see everything we have to offer here at VEASAN and up your betting game. So go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. It is Betting Across America. I'm Jeff Parles. Mark Zinno along with us as well today for the round. Another half hour before Greg Peterson takes over on Bet Center after us today. Mark, again, I said it earlier in the show, three, three weeks from now, we will more likely than not be sweating a closer than expected Nebraska Northwestern game. That's all I'm looking forward to now yeah. these next three weeks. In a foreign country, and an excess reason to start drinking because everybody there is going to be. So, as if you needed another one. But uh, we will be happy once uh, once college football returns and a big opening weekend this year. Yeah. Oh yes. What a, what a tremendous week one instead of week zero. Uh, of course, uh, we we get all these awesome games and really and honestly, it, it starts on that Thursday where you get the old school backyard brawl right out of the gate on September yeah. the first with West Virginia and Pitt. Uh, that and Penn State Purdue headlining that first night of college football in the traditional week one. Uh, Mark, but games of the year, and I guess we can start with those games on an opening weekend. Let's start with a game we we, we kind of touched on earlier when we talked about Notre Dame 
Notre yeah. Dame in, in Ohio State. Ohio State's more than a two-touchdown favorite at home at the shoe. 14.5 points is the consensus line. First game as the head coach, the permanent head coach for Marcus Freeman in a regular season game. Mark, I said this yesterday on primetime action with Ohio State, and, and, and it is far from a hot take because of it, it is what it is with them. They are so much better than everyone else in the Big Ten. They are so much better than everyone else in the country except for Alabama, where you may see people that aren't fully ingrained saying, wow, I can get over two touchdowns with Notre Dame in week one, even though that game's on the road. Tread very, very, very carefully if you're betting the Irish week one, because this is a different animal in Columbus this year. Yeah, I mean, the way I approach Ohio State this year is more from a team total perspective. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're going to score 45 points a game. And if you're getting a team total that's 39 and a half or lower, I'm going to bet it. I mean, unless they they go up against a defense that we didn't see coming, um, that is that is considerably you know like college football playoff worthy level defense. Just bet the team total over. Heck, you can bet the first half team total over the way they, the way they score so quickly. They're more, they may be more inclined to uh, take their foot off the gas pedal in the second half. But it, it was it was something that was profitable for me last year, given how good this offense is. And I, there's an argument it could be better. I know they lost all those Olave and Garrett Wilson and everybody to the NFL, but between Jackson Smith and Jigba. And uh, Marvin Harrison, Marvin Harrison Jr., and everybody else who's out there, uh, there's just plenty of places to throw the ball for C.J. Stroud. So uh, that's the way I approach them. Uh, so just so I don't get backdoored with Notre Dame, not want to get completely embarrassed and fighting for four quarters and, and things of that nature, you feel like maybe that hook could come back to get you. You know, a, a 42 to uh, uh, 28 game all of a sudden, and uh, you know, with a garbage touchdown changes things for you. I don't disagree with that. I agree with you on 100% with what you said on the team total. And that's going to be a good market to pick off this year because, like you said, even if the, even even against the mediocre teams on that schedule, if Stroud and company play three quarters, still could score 45 points. doesn't yes. even matter. And it doesn't matter after that because their depth is so insane. I, I think there, such, was, yeah. there was three games last year where they scored they, – they hit their team total over in the first half. <laughs> Yes, yes. So it's like we're, we're dealing with, again, It's it, it, I don't want to call them going into the season an offense that could be as good as any as we've seen in the last decade, but it's in play. And it's yeah. the most ridiculous part of this whole thing is legitimately they lost two wide receivers that went number 10 and number 11 in the NFL draft, and their offense is better, be, better than yeah. it was a year ago going into the season. It's crazy how good that team is is on paper going in. Another game we touched on earlier, Arkansas and Cincinnati. You know what? Good on everyone for making this game happen. Cincinnati going to Fayetteville here. A good opportunity for Cincinnati to go on the road and as a six-and-a-half-point underdog, if they get very fortunate, could pull an upset. For Arkansas, going out and playing a good non-Power 5 team, of course, a team that was in the playoff a year ago, and for Sam Pittman and company, Mark, a, 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 a program that has done such a quick 180 from the disaster they were uh, even a short while ago, four years ago, now being a, a perennial 7-8-9 win team. Yeah, I mean, here's what I don't like about this matchup. Similarly to what happened to Cincinnati against Alabama, and I, and I remember this talking to people about this, like Cincinnati's offensive line, like their average weight was like, 280 pounds like Alabama's average weight was like 310 their defensive line you know Cincinnati's defensive line average weight was like 260 Alabama's defensive line was like 295 you're just getting a different brand of athlete in the SEC than you are there and barring something unforeseen happening Sam Pittman being a trenches guy coming from the offensive line and being that kind of coach he's just going to push this team around from start to finish I, I don't know how they stay in it um, if they can do something offensively and, and catch them asleep with the wheel, that may be the way. But if Cincinnati doesn't score early on their first drive, it doesn't score often. Alabama's, I mean, sorry, Arkansas is going to wear that team down for four quarters. I, 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 I agree with you. That, that that seems like one of those games where Cincinnati could get out get out ten nothing, and everyone just gets gets very excited that oh, Cincinnati finally I had an SEC school having an opportunity to to pull an upset, and then. Lo and behold, we see, oh, 
They scored seven points in the rest of the way in Arkansas, 127-17, and it wasn't really much of a sweat in the end. One other one in that opening weekend that, that really could set the tone for the four seed in the playoff race right away. Utah goes to Gainesville. What? Also, again, good job by everyone making this game happen on, the, on campus. Good things happen on campus uh, with, with these games. Better environments, more fun all the way around. Utah is a favorite in Gainesville. Now that's a sentence you would not have been, you would not have been able to utter a few years ago even. But Utah two two and a half point favorites. Mark, this is very simple here. Utah to me it should be the betting favorite to win the Pac-12. Yes. But if you're going to make the playoff, eleven to one sure would probably eleven to one with a twelve and one with a championship here in Vegas in the Pac-12 could very easily get you in. But if you really want to shut people up right out of the gate. If you're Utah as a road favorite, you go to Gainesville and win this game in Napier's first game as head coach of the Gators. I mean, is anybody else on the Cam Rising train like I am? Is Cam Rising possible? Heisman Trophy guy? Not impossible. December. Uh, not a bad bet right now at this point in time. Like, give me all the Cam Rising I can. He's, he's kind of like C.J. Stroud light, if you will. Um, and so... I think I'm with you. Utah's the better team here. Kyle Whittingham has built a powerhouse program uh, that is the the close to the class of the Pac-12 at this point in time. So I fully expect him to. I, look, I think quarterback still. Uh, uh, sorry, Florida rather still has issues at quarterback. You know, like I, I don't know if Anthony Richardson is the answer there yet. Uh, and they've got a new head coach that they've got to work some things out. I think Florida is still probably a seven or eight win team. That's about it. But I don't think they're good enough to beat Utah. Uh, and particularly, they're, are they good enough on defense to stop Cam Rising? So I'm with you on Utah uh, winning the game in the swamp. Uh, and and I'm with you on Cam Rising. I mean, you can still get north of 50 to yeah. 1. You can get 66 to 1, I think is the best number that I saw this morning on Rising. And again, it's a long shot for a reason. You have, you have Bryce Young, who again, we know it's almost impossible to, to double dip in the Heisman, but still there. And C.J. Stroud, who could very easily have 55 touchdown passes this year. So it, it is an uphill battle, but at that number, I think that's worth it, especially if Utah is as good as I think they're going to be going into this season. One, one, one last one I want to sneak in. Of course, these games are in the college football betting guide. Ten games you need to see this year is the section of the college football betting guide. Alabama, of course, lost in College Station last year. A&M seems to be the closest team in the SEC West. Alabama is still 16 and a half point favorite in a game that will happen on October the 8th. Got to make sure Texas A&M is solidified at quarterback. They had a lot of transition. I mean, Zach Calzada won that that game for last year for crying out loud. Right. Tells you how fluky it was. He's now, I think, quarterbacking at Auburn, isn't he? Um, uh, after, after yeah. Uh, yeah, he's probably going to start after what happened with Finley yesterday. True. So, nonetheless, um, look, Texas A&M, if they can't get it together this year, it's probably not going to happen for Jimbo Fisher. Um, and, and the Aggies. So they got, they got to get off to a, a good start and beat Alabama again. Alabama looking for the Texas two-step in the first yeah. month of the season. They go to Austin as well in week two. They're a 14 and a half point favorite on the road uh, against Sarkeesian and company. Uh, we're going to be looking at what's coming your way throughout the night. A lot of baseball. A lot more coming. Betting across America. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older to place a wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. It is betting across America here on VEASAN. I'm Jeff Parles here in Vegas. Mark Zeno with us as well. Greg Peterson coming your way after us on BetCenter. Mark, uh, let's just look at this Saturday night slate. A whole big slate of baseball that, uh, again, great scheduling by Major League Baseball. It's a Saturday and you no day games and everything starting at night. But let's uh, let's start in Philadelphia first. We'll, we'll start with a, a game that features one of baseball's worst pitchers in Patrick yeah. Corbin. And I, and I know Derek Carty went under in this game, but it is, it is just so difficult to bet Corbin starts under because the the flammability of Patrick Corbin at this point is so high that even though Ranger Suarez has been really consistent and quite good for the Phillies this year, the Phillies going over a nine by themselves, 100% in play in a Corbin start. Yeah, I think you, I think you look at the team total, right? Like that's mm-hmm. kind of the easiest way to play it for the Phillies, and I'm just looking at uh, one book here. Let me. Just, it's five, so you get an even number too. It's juiced to the over, but believe it or not, in this game, at least I'm seeing on a couple of books out here that it's juiced to the under, uh, the under nine. So maybe uh, Derek uh, Derek Hardy was onto something uh, with the under there, but it's just so much variance. You can't trust Patrick Corbin and Suarez has had some bad starts mixed in here. Um, if he puts a good one together and it's one sided, yes, could. Philadelphia score nine runs on their own. Absolutely. But that's probably the safest way to play it is to put uh, the team total over. Cause Corbin, I think now has given up uh, at least three earned runs in 17 of his last 22 starts or 17 of 22 starts this year. If I remember that correctly, because I bet on a team total over against them last time out and it hit uh, when they played the Mets, I think it was. So regardless um, it just, it, it's not a guy you want to back right now to, to keep the ball, you know, in the ballpark and keep runs from scoring. Corbin had four starts in a row where he went three or less earned runs, uh, and that happened in the in the month in the month of June into his first start of July. Other yeah. than that, it's really, really just been a, a, a disaster all the way through for Corbin this year. 
On the Astros and the Guardians getting underway shortly in Cleveland, Garcia and Quantrill. Uh, the Astros, of course, favored here. And, and again, Houston just somewhat just going under the radar here. 70 and 38. Impressive trade deadline. Still, to me, the team to beat in the American League. Yeah. And again, best under team uh, in Major League Baseball. They're coming in at nearly 60% clip. They don't let the other team score, and that's it. You know, what kind of game will Cal Quantrill have? He's been a mixed bag of results this year so far. But, you know, when you're getting minus 110 on both the over and the under, I would look to the under 8.5 here uh, in this game, especially since Houston went over last night. <laughs> Might not be bad to try to uh, go in the other direction when they're a 60% under team tonight. I would have no problem with that either. Again, the Astros, like Mark said, number one under team in Major League Baseball and yeah, now well on their way to winning the American League West yet again. And let's face it, a, a collision course for another Astro-Yankee ALCS. The third time we will have gotten that since 2017. You're already, already shaking your head even at the prospect of it, Mark. Yeah, because they, they, they're going to lose. Like, the Yankees are not <laughs> equipped to beat Houston. They're not. I mean, it, it's, it's you know, the new Yankees-Red Sox is Yankees-Houston. And, and they're on the wrong side of this one. I, I just... I wouldn't pick them in a seven-game series. Uh, maybe if they had home field advantage, it might matter a little bit because Yankee Stadium, the Yankees are very good there, and it's it's a hitter's ballpark, which certainly helps them. Uh, you can get some cheap home runs that you wouldn't get in other places, certainly not Houston. So, uh, But other than that, you know, Houston is a more complete team. I, I, I'm in agreement. I, I think we're spiraling towards a, a rematch of, of, of 2017 again with the Astros. And the Dodgers, when this is all said and done, uh, two teams that will may have a, a a loud word about that in the National League side. And we already discussed Game One of the doubleheader. Mets take Game One of two today in Queens, eight five over the Braves. And now we get the heavy duty pitching matchup, the battle of the Maxes. Max Freed, Max Scherzer. These two locked horns in Atlanta last month. The Mets won that game. Scherzer came up big. Mets won that one uh, and, and took uh, the first of three in Atlanta. With that win, Scherzer is minus 125 consensus. You're seeing as high as minus 135 in the market. And a total of seven, Mark, we talked about this a little bit earlier, an astronomical uh, number on the no run in the first inning, as yeah. high as minus 160 in the market, mostly minus 145. Yeah, uh, again, I don't endorse it, but... You know, it's more likely to come in than not, right? Uh, if you're willing to to assume that sort of risk and uh, that sort of those, you know, that ratio to payout, then go for it. I don't think you'd be on the wrong side of it. It's just not something that I do. I kind of set hard limits on no run first inning bets uh, at about 120, 125 max, and I won't go past it. It's the only way you can stay profitable, uh, especially when you're paying th that level of minus money. Now that said, the other way I attack this thing too is as we talked about with Derek Carter earlier, knowing that you may see some substitutions in the second game of this game. Uh, and you're going to have shorter bullpens, particularly for the Braves, because they got banged around early. Take the first five. I'm going to play the under three and a half here. Um, I found it on DraftKings at under three and a half. And take the under three and a half in the first five, because you should get high-level performances from both these guys. And especially if they're resting some starters, you know, maybe it's a, a, a key, one or two key players from each team that should be enough to get you through the first five, hopefully uh, with with the pitching doing the dominating. If you, if they get into the bullpens, it's a coin flip for all this stuff. Good find on the three and a half. There's always, most of the market right now sitting three in yeah. that one with a seven total just showing, uh, again, the respect for those starters as opposed to the bullpens where the Mets did have to throw all the, their top three relievers in game one. Atlanta went pretty deep into their bullpen, but they, did, did, they were able to not use Iglesias uh, or Jansen in game one. So at least seemingly those two guys, even though they pitched a night ago, fresh for game two. Uh, it's Dylan Bundy night, which is always a fun night, by the way, Mark. Uh, uh, Mitch White makes his Toronto debut. One of the one of the more head-scratching deadline deals by the Dodgers, sending White uh, north of the border to the Jays. Uh, Toronto's minus 120 in that pocket tonight. I, Dylan Bundy's terrible. This kind of feels like for me where I don't love this Toronto team, especially away from Rogers Center, but I'll probably end up on the Jays here at a 7-10 Eastern game just because going after Bundy has been a, been a nice little thing to do this year. Yeah, and, and, you know, Mitch White is, um, 
okay. Uh, I don't, I don't know that he's necessarily great. I mean, he's, you know, he had a 4.50 ERA in April, 4.70 ERA in June. He dropped down to 3.38 in July, and uh, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, April, uh, April and May respectively in the first two. Mm-hmm. Now June, July, afterwards, but he's had a 3.38 and a 3.32 in June and July. So he's come down a little bit, but he's just got the. If you go across his record, he's got like these stinker starts thrown in there once a month, uh, and the change of scenery may help him. Uh, but it's one of those things where I would want to wait and see him going up against an American League lineup, uh, even though the Twins aren't necessarily one of the more potent lineups. Typically, American League lineups have found their way to have a lot more power than the National League ones. Mark, uh, Yankees and Cardinals tonight. The Jordan Montgomery revenge spot, <laughs> potentially for uh, the left-hander. Uh, looking like we this game's down to a coin flip now. Uh, I'd go over. Total I mean, eight and a half. Yeah, Jermon hasn't been been consistent enough not to. Uh, and Montgomery is 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 a guy that's been banged around a little bit as of late. He's good, but you know, I mean, he's got a propensity to give up the long ball and give up home runs. So uh, why not why not run into it and take the over eight and a half? And then the uh, last one we'll get to here on the show: the big matchup in L.A. Uh, Clevenger and Haney, the pitching matchup for the Dodgers and the Padres. Dodgers minus one forty eight consensus. Yeah, I'll tail uh, Derek Carter here and go with the over. These are not two of the best starters on either of these staffs, uh, and these are two really, really accomplished lineups. So why fight it? Uh, j- just run with the number and take it. Either eight and a half over minus 120 or nine over even money, depending on what you are finding, depending on your book, whatever whatever you're more comfortable with on that one uh, for the, uh, the eight and a half or nine on the Dodgers. Mark, it, it was a lot of fun here today. Absolutely, brother. Great to be with you. Absolutely. He's Mark Zeno. I'm Jeff Parles. This has been Betting Across America. Our guy, Greg Peterson, coming your way for the next four hours by himself. A lot of Greg on Bet Center coming your way next here on VSIN. Good luck on all your wagers tonight. For Mark Zeno, I'm Jeff Parles. This has been Betting Across America here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.